You're listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Learn about local issues, meet candidates, and find out what we're doing to bring more options to Georgia voters. Now here's your host. Welcome to the Georgia Liberty Cast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Graham. I'm also the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Um, I just wanted to kind of, you know, we haven't been doing this for a while, um, and I've been, I've, I've been wanting to get a podcast going again uh, for a long while, and uh, finally I just kind of kicked myself in the butt to get this thing going. Um, and so we're going to do uh, kind of a different uh, type of thing than we were doing before, and um, I'm going to invite panelists on every week to pick a topic and just come on and discuss it. Um, and kind of just have a conversation about it. I don't want it to be very like newsy necessarily, but just libertarians talking about the issues that they care about. Um, I will preface this by saying you're, you're going to hear opinions on the podcast that are not necessarily those of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. You'll probably hear some from me too. Um, but they are all, all opinions from libertarians. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, we have got Shane Hazel with us today. Hey, hey, Shane. Ryan, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Shane, um, he is host of the Radical Podcast. Uh, he was also our candidate for Senate last year and caused quite a ruckus nationally uh, for you know, being the reason for a runoff, which is awesome. Um, and then he is also trying to uh, earn the nomination from the Libertarian Party of Georgia to run as our candidate for governor. <clears throat> All right, and then next up we have uh, Angela. Uh, Angela Pence. Hey, hey Angela. <laughs> um, she is our chair of LP Northwest Georgia, as well as a member of the executive committee. She also put together our awesome convention this year, which was fantastic. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I missed it. Uh, <laughs> I had a little Thanks for nothing. <laughs> COVID scare. Uh, <laughs> so I, I figured everyone was better off without me, which might be true overall. Who knows? <laughs> We didn't have you to ruin it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and, and jump into the first subject. Um, and and I'll, I'll take uh, host prerogative and, and, and give mine first. Um, we recently had a giant win in our district court, in, in a district federal court uh, for ballot access. And we have been going at this uh, for, you know, I, I've always said we have a three-prong attack for ballot access. One, we're going to try to change the law. Uh, in, through legislation, we've gotten basically nowhere there. Um, we've had we've had legislation sponsored, but never uh, had any kind of um, never had any kind of hearing or anything like that. And um, the second uh, the second arm of that uh, in that attack is litigation. So we're going to sue, uh, which is where the good news came in. The third arm of that attack is just to do it. Right. Get out there, get the boots on the ground and get it done. So our second prong of attack was successful for U.S. House. Uh, they declared it unconstitutional. It's great. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. I mean, like me. I mean, that's a step, man. Yeah. Good. It's a big step. Exactly. Um, and so, we, you know, we don't know what's going to come from that. Uh, we don't know if we're going to get uh, the, the sig- well, the signatures are too much. So we don't know what they're going to get reduced to. Uh, we, you know, we don't know how that's going to look. Uh, we have 21 days to submit what we think should happen. Um, and, you know, I think part of what we're going to submit is that we don't think um, we should have to do signatures. So <laughs> <Makes sense. laughs> go big or go home, right, right. guys? 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I would say um, that should be the the starting point, right? Is like, hey, listen, it's uh, it's open ballot, not only here. Like, you guys see that this is bullshit. It's oppression. Like, open the whole damn thing up down to dog catcher. Like, that's right. what, like, that's what it's got to be for me, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of this idea that well, you, you can run the duopoly on tickets, but you can't run. You know, so some Joe that's disenfranchised with both parties or, you know, doesn't want to go out and collect signatures. It's like, that's not freedom. That's that kind of sounds like kind of terrible tyranny. Right. Yeah. And it's been stopping people from running for office for I mean, all the time people come up and say that probably more people come up and say they want to run for U.S. House than any other position. Uh, And. You know, I have to I have to tell them, hey, that's going to be 20,000 signatures and uh, no one's ever done it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, luck, yeah I mean, it. I'm sorry, we're not going to pour a ton of resources into this because it's, you know, it's it's a waste of money, honestly. Um, but we do have some good candidates coming up. Um, and Angela, I don't think I mentioned in your uh, in your intro, but I, I was supposed to at the convention. <laughs> okay. You made an announcement. What was your announcement? Uh, yeah, so you wouldn't know what my announcement was because you weren't there, but... Yeah. Oh, come on! I have <laughs> little birds everywhere, they tell me. Yeah, I was going to say, thanks for not dying. I appreciate that much, at least. Yeah, no, oh my god. Thanks for not killing anyone. Well, and there's that too, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but what yeah, was your announcement? <laughs> so, yeah, I plan on running for house um, up here in the 14th Congressional District. So I am super excited that I do not have to get out and get 20,000 signatures. I was plan I was going to try like, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm an, a crazy ambitious person. So, you know, I'm one of the, one of the few that would be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll just sacrifice myself <laughs> and my sanity to try to do this. And, uh, so this is like, it's fantastic to hear that I don't have to do that now and that other people, it's going to give other people the opportunity to run because that is a huge, like I said, I'm, I'm a definitely a minority when it comes to, Hey, okay, well, I'm going to try to do it anyway. You yeah, know, for, cause that's for a those lot. Who don't know. Uh, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene's district right now. So that we should be able to make some good national waves there too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely anticipate that we'll have a lot of media um, just because of, you know, her. <laughs> she makes it out of her primary. Well, so, I mean, she will. You know. Yeah, they'll cover the Democrat and the Republican. They won't cover the Libertarian. <laughs> right. Well, I think by default, they'll have to. So hey, I tell you what, I think we need to like kind of push these guys on the fact that they got about 200 extra million dollars in the ad agencies and the news stations and propaganda. Like, hey, yeah. come on. Like you guys can follow us this time around. Like we, we we may not have given it directly to you, but we made sure that there it was still coming in after the the, the general election. Well, right. it, it was hilarious listening to those those people in the media who were covering those because they were complaining the whole time. Like, oh man, I thought I'd get a break and blah. blah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're getting so much cash. Like, if you're not getting a bonus, you need to go talk to your boss. Do, do you know how many of those reporters during that time probably didn't leverage that situation? Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I'm going to work more. I'm going to I'm going to hustle my butt off during this time. I've got, you know, maybe some access that a lot of the national people don't have. Like, I guarantee you some of those propagandists are that damn dumb. Right. Like, I, I have I know. 
no love for these people anymore. No. Well, and what was frustrating with you is they didn't want to talk to you until after the election. So once you were out of the race, that's when you started getting most of your press. Uh, right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, when, that's, that's yeah. when it's safe. That's when it's well, I should say safe. It's it's less dangerous talking to somebody who's talking liberty after, you know, there are not in the election anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be you too. I mean, I mean, Angela, get ready because I mean, you're going to have to go out there and make sure that they can't ignore you. Like it's, I, it's going to be fantastic to see this run. <laughs> Luckily, I have a large personality, so that's uh, <laughs> and I am a loud individual, so I guess that yeah. works out. <laughs> well, the goal now is to get somebody in every every U.S. House race uh, across Georgia. I mean, that would that would be the next best thing is to or the next thing we we should be doing because. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that the Secretary of State's been trying to tell us is we just don't have the support. And we're like, no, 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 no we got people. I promise they're, they're, they're ready to step up. And uh, we have had an outpouring of people just signing up saying, hey, what, you know, what, what are the requirements now? What, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't have answers for you yet. I, I will. I have I have answers outside of, you know, the fact that, you know, we're the third party, right? Like, yeah. When you run for when you run for House or when you run for Senate, like it's not hard. You go, you make sure you got a PO box somewhere, right? It's one of the first things you need. Then you got to oh. go and, and fill out two forms. Angela's um, <laughs> taking notes. Yeah, probably take, gonna write that one down. Well, this is recorded, so that's that's it's, it's helpful, right? You go and fill out two uh, FEC forms. Um, you go down to the Capitol. You put your your name in, basically, and. I think you're running for office at that point. You do, oh, you do a declaration or a, a, a news release as well, press release. Mm-hmm. You're, you're running. That's that's. It. I mean, that's it. get the nomination from the party, I guess, right? And then go yep. forth and do good things. Yeah, and we'll be doing our our convention next year in the like January time time frame, just to get people going on their uh, on their elections and make sure we know who our candidates are. So there's not any overlap there, and people aren't getting signatures if they're not going to be our candidate. You know, right. things like that. So I'm hoping there's some um, competition. You know, have one or two. You know, a couple of these races with two two candidates or three candidates. I think that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. I mean, where where somebody maybe even loses to Noda once in a while, like that. That's always like I'm, I'm telling you, this is gonna be a lot of fun in politics because I, I know there's a lot of Republicans and a lot of Democrats that are coming into the Libertarian Party right now that just don't quite understand. It's like, hey, listen, and if you're not down with everything in terms of the non-aggression principle, then you're not down. Like that's that's just gonna be the way it is. Noda. Right. Yeah, you know, I I, I, sh- I was going to say, um, you know, Noda should win more often, but I might throw my name into the ring for um, something coming up. And, uh, man, I might get noted. <laughs> <laughs> we can count on Laurie's vote. <laughs> I mean, well, well, that was Laurie's vote for uh, chair two years I, ago. That was, no, that was my one Noda vote. That's my partner. Yeah, yeah, as, as people who have run before, man, uh, sometimes Noda's the best option, right? Like, for you, too. I can always say I tried. Right? <laughs> yep. Well, does anyone there. else have anything on ballot access? No? Well, I, right. I, I kind of do. Yeah, I mean... All right, go I, ahead, man. I, I keep talking about ballot access. Um, I think it's real interesting right now that it, at the governor level, you don't you have them talking about ballots and ballot laws, but they're not saying anything from this the Abrams or the DNC or the GOP and Kemp. They're not saying anything about lower level you know tickets outside of you know the House of Representatives. They're really not even talking about that. 
I think it's extremely telling. Oh, we want ballot access. We want fair, you know, our, we want our voices heard well, but you don't want these voices over here heard. I think it's, yeah. I think it's extremely telling, something we can really lean on this time around. Well, and, and they tried to steal the, the term ballot access to talk about access to the polls, which is totally not what it's been used for historically. We, it's, it's been about access to the ballots for third party and, and nonpartisan or, uh, and independents. And um, <clears throat> we did actually have Representative Darshan Kendrick, who carried our bill two years ago, HB 191, get on the radio and say it's the other side of the same coin. People need to be able to get to that the ballot to vote, to the poll place to vote, and they also need to be able to vote for who they want to vote for. And there shouldn't be limits on that. And I, I you know, kudos to her for getting up and saying that. Um, it doesn't happen often, so I like to, I like to give a clap on the back when they say the right thing. <laughs> for sure, yeah. yeah also, I mean, she the bill. It was great. She let us write the bill, the bill, which was even better. So <laughs> she was like, "You guys are the experts. You go ahead." All right. Thank you. Don't mind if we do. Yeah, I'm in. But I mean, that, that, that's you know what? That's not a. That's in this case, like that's that's a very mature decision, right? It's like you see yep. a problem. It's like, hey, I might not be the expert on this. Let, let's see what you got. Let me see it and you know talk it to me and and explain it, right? That's right. And we had we had three Democrats and three Republicans cover that our uh, sponsor that bill, and we couldn't even get a hearing. Could wow. not even get so a bad. hearing. Yeah, God, I actually ran in, ran into the chair of that of the governmental affairs committee subcommittee. His name was Ed Reinders at the time. Uh, he he was the the one that was there. He's re, he's since left. He may not be with us anymore. I'm not a don't quote me on that. Um, <clears throat> but I basically there was an independent who was out there um, lobbying for this, and she was asking about whether or not we'd get a hearing, and he said no. She went around and told people that he said there wouldn't be a hearing. And then when I caught him in the hallway, he was like, well, you got that lady who's going around telling everybody I said there won't be a hearing. That's just hearsay. And I'm like, so you're telling me there's going to be a hearing? And he's like, well, I'm not going to sit here and sell out my party in this hallway. I'm like, excuse me, sell out my party? What does that mean? You know, and I'm, it's, it was absurd what's, what's going on there. So they don't, they don't want any, anything to do with us. <laughs> No. no 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 we, we ruin everything for those guys man <laughs> i know we, we force competition oh god forbid we believe in free markets oh it's, it's just that porch of truth man you just shine it right on and you're like hey dude yeah. <laughs> you just show people who they are and then all of a sudden they're like oh man i don't think i'm going out to vote for that guy I'm definitely not going knocking doors for him and he's probably got my last dime like that's a cool thing to be able to just wreck somebody's reputation it's a piece of <laughs> Well, we've been we've been building up a, a little nest egg with LP Georgia, and I think some of that might end up being, uh, you know, some of these legislators who want nothing to do with us or are pretty overtly against us. Uh, they might start getting, you know, billboards in their in their districts. <laughs> That's always great. That's always so great. <laughs> yeah, a subtle, so. you know, just kind of screw you. <laughs> yep. That's right. Um, all right, so let's let's go ahead and, and change subjects because we got a couple of things to talk about now. Um, I, I I think the order we're going to go in is uh, is Shane. So Shane, you want to get into your topic? Yeah, I mean, I I had a really cool weekend. I went up to Chattanooga with uh, some friends that I've had for over thirty years and celebrated their fortieth birthday, which was last year because we couldn't do it last year, right? And so um, we went out and we went hiking and all this and. As we're going hiking, we're going um, up to kind of um, where uh, Rock City is, 
and there's Sunset Point, and the trail is actually really, really good for anybody that's you know likes to get out in, in nature and hike. But when we got to the base of this place, uh, there was a place called Cravens. I don't know, you know, guys being Southerners, if you've been there as kids or something like that. Um, but I had never been there, uh, and all around this place is Union and Confederate memorials, right? And it's a national military park. It's weird, obviously, like for, especially for libertarians. But, you know, one of the things that I kind of noticed, because I have gone back and seen, um, you know, different memorials, and now they have memorials for some of the battles I was in. And I went back to some of those things, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy, um, you know, to be, have been part of something like that. Now, you know, all these years forward, I look back and I see giant monuments on the side of a mountain and I, I, I see it and I want to like kind of bring people from now there and, and, and talk about, hey, maybe look at the U.S. 50, 75, 100 years from now. What are we doing right now, people? Like that's what are we what are we doing? We are on the edge of very hot civil war, I think, in this country. And it's like, all right, how do we how do we not? How do we convey a message to people that this is the last thing in the world we want is these ridiculous monuments sticking out of the ground where young boys and young men and women possibly, you know, were moved over gigantic spaces to go and and kill each other, right? Like it's it's a weird idea to think about. And then at the same time, like it doesn't stop there, guys. It's like. You see these monuments to, you know, kids that died and it, it really did nothing. It was just, hey, you can't leave this union. This is something I wanted to talk about probably in one of my other shows, but I was like, you know what? Like, I think that there's a great moment to, to really take this message of peace to people. It's like, listen, we're drawing lines in the sand and I know we're getting even more and more hard nose, but listen, we're still, still begging you guys right now. For, for peace and so i that's just one it's, it's something i wanted to bring into our discussion tonight just because i thought it was a very interesting place to be and kind of see it from a different perspective and i, I just yeah, want to add in there uh that we added the secession plank to our platform and you know one of the things there is just saying that you can you know peacefully uh, decide not to not to be part of this anymore you can be part of whatever you want right um we believe in in voluntary uh, association with any kind of organization, be it political or be it, um, you know, yourself. And uh, part of being voluntary is the ability to opt in and the ability to opt out. And most of us have not opted into this situation that we're in now. And there are plenty of people who'd like to opt out. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I definitely agree. By the way, Shane, in case you didn't know, I live like 20 minutes south of Chattanooga, so thanks for saying hi. <laughs> Yo. I, I thought you were further on the eastern side of the state for some reason. No, I live in, I literally live in Walker County. Like, Lookout oh, okay. Mountain, I live at the foot of Lookout Mountain. That is a beautiful place, by the oh, way. Yeah. It's unbelievable to get up there and see, you know, the valley. Like, I've seen a, a lot of mountaintops around here, but that valley there in Chattanooga when you're at uh, Sunset Point is yeah. totally, totally different type of valley. 
It is. It it is a really beautiful place. And the park you're talking about, I you know, like I said, that's literally my backyard. So <laughs> we would go up there all the time. You know, and I definitely it, it is very I, I think you're really right. You know, I mean I think we're we're really on the edge of a tipping point. That's a very scary tipping point. Um, yeah. You know, and so when you go to somewhere like that, of course, up here, you know, we have not only that, but there was, I mean, there were several battles fought up here. I mean, I live in Chickamauga and that was one of the bigger mm-hmm. battles. It was actually one of the bloodiest battles, you know, in the civil war. So, you know, that, that was come like all of that runs together. So you have the park down here that runs uh, runs up into that park. So, you know, we have this whole park down here on my side of it. That is literally that, you know, it's, it's the monuments everywhere and reading these monuments and it's, it doesn't matter how many times you go and look at it. It is, always surreal you know and so you know i definitely can and can empathize with what you're saying it's it is it really brings a lot forward you know as far as like where we're at i think and a lot of people don't understand that and i don't think people understand it until it's too late (laughs) that's what's scary it's been so damn glorified in the united Mm -hmm. states too yeah you know that's the the glorification of the warrior I, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible thing, uh, that, you know, that history promotes and upholds a whole lot of what happens in the lineage of mankind because of warfare. And yeah. there's, uh, there's great talks about this from like Rothbard, um, and, uh, and a few of the other, you know, great Austrians out there where, you know, they talk about the, the Swiss cantons where they're very, you know, homogenous for their town. And like outside of that, they're just kind of like this loose affiliation. Like, yeah, guys, we'll hang out and we'll kind of be a country, but you guys do whatever the hell you want to over there. And their, their history is one of peace. Like they don't have all these great crusades. They weren't, you know, the, the warfare is like, um, you know, whipping boy, kind of like uh, the, the Soviet Union or Germany or the mm-hmm. UK or America. Like they, it's just, it's peace. And that, that is such a, I don't know. I think a lost part of what American culture wanted in its founding. It just, Hey guys, listen, we just don't, we just don't want to hurt people. We don't want people hurting us. We don't want people taking our stuff can we just agree to just leave each other the hell alone? And it's like, we've, we've gotten way past that point, obviously. So. Oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, I w- are you guys watching uh Falcon and the winter soldier? I am. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch the episode from Friday? No, I'm not that far ahead. Okay. I won't spoil it. Uh, d- Shane, did you watch it? <laughs> oh, the same place too. I did. <laughs> okay. So no spoilers. Yeah, at all. I, 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 w- I want to touch on, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Shane. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I was gonna say I just, uh, we walked in from Chattanooga and I got to hang out with my kids and you know they wanted to watch it and I was like, oh sweet, let's go. It's getting better, by the way. The first three episodes I was a little worried about, and now the fourth one, okay. same, same as like WandaVision, it feels like. Because that's yeah. kind of where I was at. I'm like, it's getting oh better. My God, this is were you worried about WandaVision. Uh, yeah, the first like two episodes were just terrible. Oh, I but them. but but WandaVision, it turns out there might not end up being better television ever so yeah exactly uh, Vision was a work of art yes. um so with the the falcon and winter soldier though there were two things i wanted to touch on so you were talking about the glorification of the military and and killing people and going to war and stuff like that uh one of the scenes was the new the new captain america is 
obviously going through some stuff. Um, and, and they, and he's wondering if he should take the super serum and, and whether he's a good person or not. And his guy, the guy who is his partner says, you know, t- is talking to him and he says, you know, you, you are a good person. You have three medals of honor. And basically he gets down to it and says, but you know what I did, what I did in Afghanistan to earn those. Like, that's not okay. It's not okay. What I did to earn those. So we're literally glorifying, you know, what was alluded to is a, a very terrible thing that this person had to do who is obviously affecting him uh, negatively. And we're glorifying it and saying, yeah, you deserve three medals of honor for probably, you know, murdering a bunch of people is basically what he, what it feels like, feels like he was doing. Um, well, yeah. And I mean that let's not beat around the bush, man. Like I've got some of those medals and it's yeah. one of the things where like I can tell anybody, you know, anybody who's had a real, hard look in the mirror and and had that honest moment man like you're not freer because you went over there and did some really scary bullshit where you probably killed or wrecked somebody's life or some family's lives or whatever like listen those things are a symbol that hey thanks private corporate banking cabal you know murder cult you know like this is this is who these people are yeah and you're like hey Here's a ribbon for it, man. This this will make this will help you sleep at night, right? Like hell no. Like this is going to remind me every time I look at it. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's going to help you is going out there and doing the work that needs to be done to stop that shit yeah. in the right. future. So, uh, touching on that, you know, it's I am definitely no. I am I am no stranger to the military life, um, having been married into it for quite some time, um, but. I think the scariest moment for me, really, honestly, and I mean, like I said, we're talking years, is when it finally hit me and I started questioning what we were doing. Like, okay, so what is my partner doing? And like, we had to have that conversation. I'm like, and this was something that happened over this last year, you know, when they're sending National Guard down to defend against our people. <laughs> and, you know, you hear of uh, the federal government, yeah, federalizing the and I'm like, yeah, so you really start thinking about it. And it's like, wait a minute, you're, are you really fighting for freedom or are you just a pawn in our government's game? And like, we're just a few years out of retirement. And so, and so thinking something like that and that hitting us was very, um, it, it was very sad, honestly. I it's mean, profound, and, isn't it? Yeah, it honestly it is, and I mean those are those are my opinions on it. But it's it was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, you know, it just I, it, it because for years, I mean, and I we have done I've been through several deployments as a as yeah. a military partner, you know, and it's always you're going over that, there to fight for freedom, you know, and that's they, they what perverted you do. the warrior culture in America, and I think it's crazy uh, that you know how how Sad. far they perverted it and, and promoted it and turned you know what is you know the defense of one's country a lot of times overseas into you know the idea that you know we wouldn't be quote-unquote terrorists in our own lands which yeah. obviously look at what's happening i mean it, it's plain as day is they're trying to paint you know the liberty movement as you know nuts and and mm-hmm. you know people who believe in conspiracy and everything conspiracy else like, theorists yeah 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 we're That's crazy. the one where, We're as soon crazy. as they call you a conspiracy theorist, you're like, "Oh, I see what you're doing." Yeah, here. you've come up in the world when they, <laughs> yeah. when they get to that point. Yeah, 
uh so the second scene i wanted to talk about though um was was um and i'm not going to spoil anything so don't worry about it guys uh the falcon who is uh is sam uh goes in to talk to this terrorist organization the the head of the terrorist organization uh and i put terrorists in quotes i guess um basically when when everybody came back to life after thanos's snap or whatever um they start they displaced all the people who were living through all that uh and basically said okay if you came back you know you you, you get your house back even though there's somebody living in it and stuff like that uh, and there's a bunch of government force and government um government uh what, what are they called government uh organization yes. yeah <clears throat> um that basically were forcing people out and then they were promising aid to all these displaced people. And, you know, as you know, true to form, they're, they're failing uh, <laughs> drastically. I know it's fictional, but it, it, it's what they do, right? They fail at this kind of stuff all the time. Um, so there's these freedom fighters who have popped up and, and basically they're, they're taking it a little too far and they're, right. you know, they're, they're killing innocents and things like that. And there's just this great juxtaposition of, you know, Sam saying, look, I know where you're coming from and this is the life I'm living and uh, I don't want to kill innocents. And then the, you know, the the terrorist, he basically gets her to be like whatever stands in my way. And and unfortunately, that's what war ends up being. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's that's why you don't want that, right? If people want to peacefully opt out, don't stop them. Who cares, man? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to get innocents killed. Oh, he's not going to pay taxes anymore. What about the roads, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, so we got to go t- kill ten kids over here to get to them. You know, I mean, that's it's messed up. <laughs> Like, let's not yeah, do that. Right. Let's just not. Guys, if it saves just one life, like, oh boy, well, boy, let me let me tell you about the balance here. You know, like, oh, you know, if you guys want the uh, the vaccine passports and all this other bullshit, so that we can be all equal in society after you guys have been talking SJW shit forever, it's like, uh, guys, I, you know, I listen, so. I I understand. You we've lost, I don't know, you know, let's use their numbers. And I hate to do this, but they say, you know, left half a million people. And you're like, no, but okay. For the sake of argument, what happens if you lose two times that many, three times that many, four times that many in a civil war, like leave people alone guys. Like you just got, that's all you got to do. Just leave people people in the federal government have already said that 500,000 innocent deaths is uh, a price worth paying for control. So, uh, who who was that that said that? That was uh, like a secretary. Albright. What's that? It was Madeline Albright. Is yeah. uh, Bill Clinton's uh, Secretary of State. Yeah. So five hundred thousand innocents, and she said, "Yeah, that's a that's a fine price to pay." What? Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> How far yeah. we've come that that's okay. Murderers no, and thieves. I know, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all right um shane did you have anything else on, on that topic or or uh no i was actually trying to throw angela a slider there and <laughs> yeah. set it up perfectly go ahead angela oh, thank you yes i kind of <laughs> thought that i was like i wonder if he's doing that on purpose because that's great <laughs> but it is you know and that i actually i'm glad that you said how you said it because i am the vaccine argument is not one I will get in with people most of the time, because I truly believe that people should make their own decisions for themselves and their families. You know, so if you don't believe in the safety of vaccines, then don't vaccinate your family. If you do, and you feel that that's the answer, vaccinate them. You know, I, but there's such a, I I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but there is a really, massive divide a very nasty actual divide between people that believe in vaccination and people that don't and there's there is literally there 
it's almost like the topic of abortion. I mean, there's just no middle ground. You know, you either are an anti-vaxxer, conspiracy theorist, you know, you're going to, I mean, I have heard so many things to you, child neglect. I've seen, you know, all kinds of horror stories about it to, you know, but from the same side, anti-vaxxers say the same things about people that vaccinate. So, you know, it's, it's a very ugly place to be. And, I just choose not to get involved because of that. You know, I feel like it's one of those things that people are so passionate about that they're not, once they are really dead set on something, they're likely just not going to to see what you're saying. So I don't get involved. But then I started for something like the vaccine passport, you know, you see something like that. And for someone like me, that's horrifying, you know, because of how I feel personally about vaccinations and what I feel is best and right for our family. And so when you're talking about the government, you can look back on studies and this is not conspiracy. This is not a conspiracy theory. You can literally go look at studies where these kids die from vaccines because vaccines just aren't a one size fit all. I mean, it's just not, there's no, how can every medical procedure ever not, you know, not be perfect for everybody, but vaccines are, that just literally makes no sense. So, you know, you can, you can look back at the studies. I mean, there's a whole reporting system. It's very underreported, but there's a whole reporting system for vaccine injuries and vaccine deaths. Not that the pharmaceutical companies can be held accountable because they really can't, but due to law, I mean, that's a, that's an actual law that was passed um, in the eighties, I believe. Um, So they're not even held accountable, but there is a system. And so part of the argument, well, is if, if this many children have to die for this many to be okay, it's worth it. And I feel like that is just really a, a very unfortunate, first off, that's a very unfortunate thing to even think. I feel like as a, as a human being, when you're like, uh, yeah, sorry, that's not the, that's died. not the Hippocratic oath, right? right? Like, do no harm, right? right? Like, that's it. Like, I, I don't know where they stopped teaching that. I don't know if they still take it, if they just don't mean it, just kind of right? like when, like, swear an oath to the Constitution. It's just I like, I say Biden swore an oath to the Constitution and then said that it's not absolute. So, who knows? So, who knows yeah. where we're at? You know? So, it is. Uh, so, you, know, you said it just perfectly, you know, that we are at a place now where we're okay saying, well, I'm sorry, your life didn't matter. Your kid didn't matter. Your children didn't matter. But it was for the greater good, and that's okay. And that just seems really f***ed up to me (laughs) and, like, this really grand scheme of things. So you transition, and now you have, I mean, mandatory vaccines. I mean, that's something that you see in a couple states, actually. California is one of them. And I believe New York is one of them now. Um, I could be wrong on New York, but they've started stripping away um, uh, exemptions. So in many states now, you can only have a medical exemption. Um, you know, the religious exemption has went away in several states and the philosophical exemption is not, I mean, you can't hardly find that now. Um, so the mandatory vaccine thing has always kind of been a battle, but then enter covid and now enter COVID vaccine, which 
I mean, they haven't studied in length. There's no, nobody's going to know what that means for the long term. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Until the long term happens, nobody knows. So here is a vaccine that, I mean, there's just no adequate true studies on, long term studies on, but they're, they're playing or there's the playing around of the idea there was, you know, of, of forcing people to get these vaccines to be able to participate in society. I mean, on, and that's exactly what they, I mean, they kind of brushed it off as a small thing only to travel, only to go to, you know, that it's like restaurants. And so soon it's like only, I mean, we already have it on several school systems where kids must be vaccinated. You know, so we're just taking it a step further. And that is horrifying to me. I mean, one of our basic freedoms is is being able to have a say over our own bodies, you know? And, and so when you allow the government to come in and inject you with God only knows what, just so you can have some sort of normal life, that, that to me is insane. Like insane how somebody could think that was okay, but it falls back to that principle of, well, it's for the greater good. And that's where you start up in a society as a whole, I feel like. You know, when you're start when you are gonna give up individual freedoms, especially medical freedoms, for the greater good. But what is the greater good when it's the government that's running it? <laughs> what is what is the greater good? <laughs> well, I you know, I heard it on um political rewind on, on Friday actually. Uh they were t- they you know, it, it was weird because they, they often have people that come from the left um and they get things really wrong and they, they say these great ideas and then they don't connect them. So early on in the episode they were talking about how you got to go to minority communities and educate and not coerce. And they kept saying it. This, this woman who was on there, she was a doctor at Emory kept on saying, educate, don't coerce, educate, don't coerce. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I'm clapping, you know, while I'm listening to this, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do this. And then later on they started chastising governor Kemp for lifting his mandatory, um, you know, closures and, and business uh, restrictions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And like, what, wait, what happened to educate and don't coerce? Like we were right. just on the same page. We were like, we're, we're 10 minutes away from this idea. Like literally we, we all talked about how great it was. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later you were like, yeah, but people really need to be coerced. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how it is though. That's how it all, it, when it fits the narrative of whoever is saying it. I mean, that's yeah. just the typical duopoly, you know? Then, yeah. Then that's how it is. So I, my, my I, whole thing, um, I come at this live and let live, right? Um, yeah. that, that's where I came. That's how I came to libertarianism is, is why are we not just letting those people do what they want to do? Um, and, and the fact of the matter is everybody has their own risk profile. So I'm going to put it out there right now that my risk profile said, uh, in, in, in what everything I had read and I don't give out medical advice and this is not medical advice and you got to do <laughs> you. Um, I thought that I was pretty low risk to go ahead and get the vaccine. I said, if I get it, it won't hurt me. And it may help me, but it may not. Who knows? Um, I'm, I'm actually not positive about that. But what I was pretty certain <laughs> of is that it wasn't going to hurt me. Um, but I could then use that to, to be in society a little bit easier. Um, honest to God, I hate that reason, but that is what I did. Um, but that's my risk profile. That's what I decided for me, myself, and I. And I am not anyone to tell anyone else that they have to take it or or take anything right. put anything inside their body especially at the point of a gun 
Um, and I'm not going to give medical advice on that either and say that, you know, you should get a vaccine. I don't know you. I don't know your pro- med- medical profile. I don't know what you're allergic to. I don't know what, I don't know all kinds of things about you. So, you know, I, no, I'm not going to make that decision for you. And I shouldn't be able to make that decision for you. And nobody should. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, a question, and you can, I mean, you can choose to not answer this if you don't want to. But for you, when you got it, I mean, was it a combination, though, of, yeah, you know, you felt it was the right choice for you, but also because you know how people are in society as well. And that, so, yeah, no, it's, it was. That's I hate that. I hate that. That's what it came down to. Um, you know, I, I would have to look at what kind of thing of, of what a vaccine passport would look like um, right now. I would I would err on the side of I would not even participate in that. Even even vaccinated, I would I would opt out of it. Um, it's hard to say that, uh, you know, 100 percent because I don't know what it actually looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't look great. So, um, you know, I, I and I would definitely right. be standing uh, on the side of those who did not want to do it anyway. So, <laughs> right. Right. I think a lot of people would just on principle. I think yeah. that's even and that's a common that is a common ground, you know, that I have found with people um, is that they feel that regardless, uh, you know, there are there are some that feel regardless, you know, it's just not it, it should not be made mandatory. And I feel like if something and if correct me if I'm wrong, they ended up shooting it down as a whole for now. Um, but they, they shot down the idea of the passports, the the Biden administration did, uh, they got too much of a backlash because people were like, no, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And so, but I wish people would realize that if they would just stand up and do that more, that maybe, you know, maybe that would be the case. But, um, for now, I think they have, they're, they're kind of leaving it up more to the States and Kemp has said that that would not be happening here. Well, he Um, said it and he's a liar. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I I guarantee you he's going to be on that train. I don't know, man. Maybe we can pull, maybe we can pull him that, you know, that way to be like, no man, not a damn chance ever. And right. Yeah, absolutely. I to his think- credit, he beat us to the punch. We came out with a resolution. I think it was the day after uh, against uh, COVID passports, and then after his statement. So, but we had a whole board that had to vote on it. You know, I mean, it was a, a totally different situation. He could Absolutely. have just gotten on there and said it. He says whatever heck he wants to say. Right. Go ahead and get on that uh, that, that uh, statement from uh, no the the libertarians will not be getting on the trains and no thank you like yeah I'm no nope. God. <laughs> We're, nah, we're, we're good. And also, you can uh, you can stay wherever you want. Um, I, I have a home where if you need to hide, uh, no, actually, you can't come here. I, mean, I should not be recorded saying things like that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I don't know. I think he'll get too much of a at Georgia as a whole. At least from what I have experienced, being where I'm at, is most people up here are definitely against anything like that um the the minority are those that would be in favor of it so i think he'll get he would get too much of a lashback but then again his seat isn't guaranteed anyway <laughs> so i mean he may not care so oh i think he's gonna lose are. i don't even know if he's gonna make it out of the primary no do I, think, I don't either man yeah I, I i don't have a good feeling about him making it out of the primary i don't think they've uh found a suitable replacement yet man it sounds no. like people are scrambling over there and oh, yeah. you know, the, the, the biggest name i've heard come up is vernon jones and he was a democrat last year 
Oh my god! Right. The only thing he's got yeah, going right. for him is that he's pro-Trump, and but that's enough for the pro-Trumpers. So it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I think they're both going to have a, a really, really hard time because we we got a we got a couple big mountains to climb before you know there, there's some resolution in our near future, right? Like there's going to have to be a dollar replacement in, in probably the next year and a half. I would probably say if if not sooner than that. I mean, and and that's going to shift. Uh, life in America. I, I know, you know, I don't know, maybe you guys see it or don't see it, but like, I don't think secession is one of those things that's even negotiable at this point. I think it's just a, a foregone conclusion. Like it's going to happen, right? Like parts of the country are going to go, Hey, uh, we're Texas, we're Florida. Uh, and man, maybe some of these border States along our edges, like, I don't know, Arkansas and Mississippi and Alabama and Georgia and possibly South Carolina. Like you're going to see the same thing happen again. You're just going to be like, well, guys, we're open, man. And we love you and you're welcome here. But it's like, <laughs> leave that other bullshit alone. It's like, I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think Kemp's got a, a hell of a hill to get out of just the primary. Uh, you're, I, I think you're exactly right, Ryan. I mean, he's, He's just messed up too damn bad in Georgia. Right. Yeah. Well, and you've got a lot of support flying behind you, Shane. Especially up in my neck of the woods. Everybody, I, like, just the crazy, like, out of nowhere. Like, people are just like, so, hey, about Shane, what do you know about him? And I'm like, oh, well, don't mind if I do. Well, they gave you all that free national press after they thought you lost. And I guess they figured you were you were done. But, you know, you'll show them. <laughs> no. Yeah, you got to parlay some things here and there, and uh, yeah, who knows, man? I, maybe that's maybe that's going to be a, a big factor this time around. Is like, listen, there are enough people who are defecting from the DNC and the GOP that it mm-hmm. hits that critical mass, right? And yep, who knows yeah. at that point. And I can tell you, interest in the party in general is is gone. You know, I get every email from everyone that signs up on our website and on LP Nationals website, and um, we're I mean, just through the roof. People are are very excited about what the Libertarians are are going to do uh, and what we have been doing. Uh, you know, we see a lot of people on like social media, like this is why I'll never. And then I think they they're kind of coming around to realize that that one reason is probably not good enough compared right. to the twenty reasons that they you know don't have to vote for for the the r's and d's so right absolutely cool did you guys have anything else that you wanted to touch on Uh, i didn't i don't want to limit you but we've been going now for maybe an hour ish yeah i think we're (laughs) right at an hour almost i'm gonna have to edit out some curse words I didn't I know sh- we weren't supposed to cuss. Angela, you did not I was like, oh, if Angela's cussing, you didn't say anything. I was like, cool. Now the, 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 the harness is off, man. Like, let's, let's go. You uh, literally okay, never the first said. One, it's the first one at, coming back. I'll go in and I'll edit some. It's okay. You never hey, said man. that was criteria. Let, let it go. Just just let it fly. It's not you. It's it's your it's your salty guest. It's it's, uh, it's it's also iTunes, uh, Apple, who cares about things like that. So that's right. Libertarian, yeah. the Libertarian Party's podcast is explicit. Hell yeah, I'm listening to that versus that. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you can say it on TV, you can say it on this podcast. So no f bombs, y'all. <laughs> really? That's unfortunate. You need to. Find can you another... say that you might be able to f bomb on TV now? Freedom, I don't know. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Well, the, you know the, the what is it the um, whatever the regular regulatory body is that that says you can't cuss. They don't actually have a list. 
yeah it's all arbitrary it's uh it's whatever they don't like you saying they're they're gonna say oh that was that was crass or whatever you know so know it when podcast. i hear it whole hey, thing. Parson, whole... you got it yeah <laughs> uh, so anyway i want to i want to thank everybody for listening in um this is what we want to do weekly is is hopefully invite two to three guests to just kind of chit chat i'm sure you'll hear a lot more from i mean you'll definitely hear a lot more from me because i'm i'm planning on doing this week <laughs> Um, <laughs> chairman's prerogative um, but you probably hear a lot more from Shane and Angela as well I've got a pretty good list of people coming up I think so um, you know and if you want to hear us talk about anything um, I'll, I'll you know always welcome for ideas um, if you want to email podcast at lpgeorgia.com um, and if you want to join up uh, go to lpgeorgia.com slash membership you can also sign up there to, to volunteer we can get you onboarded and whatever you whatever you're interested in um, if you're a keyboard warrior, you want to write for us. We, we, we got a, a blog roll that we put stuff out on. We got social media teams, uh, ramping up. You'll see us a lot more active on Twitter now, uh, which is, which is great. Um, and Facebook, and we want to get more active on other social media and, and other channels, which is why the podcast is coming back. Right. So, um, you know, if you want to get involved, go to lpgeorgia.com and, uh, sign up and, uh, we'll get you plugged in. Um, all right. Well, Shane, Angela, it was a pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for having us, man. Appreciate yeah. it, Ryan. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, y'all. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. The theme song for this episode was Metaltania by Kevin McLeod, released to the public domain through freepd.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us and leave a review. You can email the show's producers at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. If you're a libertarian in the state of Georgia, don't forget to find your local affiliate at lpgeorgia.com.